Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome in to Life Planning 101 right here on KTX. KDY, Terry Slavens with you on this beautiful Monday morning. And we're joined today, not by Angela Robinson, but we have the son and father team in here this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. We have lots to talk about. And we know when we have Aaron in the house, we're going to talk a little bit about the market. Yes. It, uh, this is what today is all about, is about the market and how we look at it in 2019. And I think regardless... Of what you did in 2019 and uh, how you were invested, you're probably pretty happy. You know, some people are going to be a lot happier than others, but it was a very strange year where everything made money. Yeah, it's uh, unusual when everything makes money, but, uh, you know, you go back, we're in the election year. Uh, Once again, you go back to uh, 2016, and when Trump was elected, a lot of people got skittish. But, man, what a run it's been since he's been in office. Yes, it has. It's been incredible you know and a a lot of it is you know lowering taxes lowering regulations you know trying to put companies in a position to make money giving people hope you know it's it's been a great great ride yeah i think for the first time i know since 2000 actually 99 is when it started but since since that period of time the fed has changed direction so many times that it's really hard for corporations to find direction and feel good about the direction that the Fed or the government is leading them down. And this is the first time we've actually seen uh, since that period of time that they're not in there changing the Fed rates every 30 days to 90 days to six months. And when you don't have direction, you don't know what your profitability is going to be or what your margin is going to be or what your loan rates are going to be. And that's really hard for companies to expand. So uh, I think that's probably, to me, is one of the things I've seen that's helped as much as anything is the is the government not changing those Fed rates every 30 days to 90 days. That's exactly right. You know, we saw it at the end of 2018. It seemed for the first time the Fed was actually – taking pointers from what the market was expecting instead of vice versa. You know, usually the Fed has two mandates, which is inflation and employment. And, you know, the market told them what those expectations should be. And the Fed listened. It's the first time ever. You know, so it's definitely a change of course for them and is a very good one. Always that, good when you get the feds to actually listen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it, you could hear it in their speech. Uh, it was one week. It was we're going to do this regardless, and then the next week said, "Never mind. We're going to be data dependent." It was that drastic of a change. And don't you want the Fed to be data dependent every time? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's because as as consumers, we have to be data dependent. Yes. We, we don't have the uh, luxury of just saying. I'm going to do this. That's exactly right. And do it, try to do a man-made swing in the market or, or in the economy. That's exactly that's, right. That's true. And people don't know what the Fed really does or why they do it, so they have to trust our government to be doing the right things. And uh, that's not, not been a real 
you know, winner, I guess you'd say, over, over the last 20 years. But to, but now it seems like they are finally listening. And uh, I know it, it, it makes the banks feel better about loaning money. It makes people feel better about borrowing money because they know what those rates are going to be, you know, because it's hard for anyone, to, again, to make profit, you know, if you don't know what it's going to cost for money. And uh, the only negative to the the low rates is our money markets and our short term money and long term money income yeah. income CDs, vehicles like they very hurt very a lot. But if you go back a hundred years, you know we really didn't have high interest rates until the seventies. You know rates were always pretty much lower, not maybe not quite as low as they are now, but they are they were still lower than what they were for years and years that we saw it four and five percent you know so what, what volcker really did in the in the mid or early 80s it, it changed the averages of what interest rates were forever and it just the way up because we got high high double digits yields in the 80s and right. he did that trying to squash inflation and he did a great job but it, it skewed what interest rates really are long term you know, I say that about uh, the gas prices. There's got to be a happy medium. You know, we don't want to pay five dollars a gallon for gas. A uh, dollar fifty gallons probably too cheap. I mean, yes. you know, I mean that's just a fact of the matter. There's got to be a happy medium on these rates. I mean, your interest rates. Your, I mean, twelve, fourteen percent that we saw back in the late seventies, uh, early eighties, was probably not good. No, no, that's <laughs> at right. all. Uh, unless you were the person that had a lot of assets and no debt. Uh, which is very few people. That's right. You know, things, consumer needs really need to keep pace with inflation. And once consumer needs like gasoline start to outpace inflation, you know, then we start looking for other means. You know, if gasoline's too expensive, we're either going to be buying smaller cars or we're going to find a, a different type of transportation. Uber, you know, how do, how do we get around that we're not having to pay higher and higher gasoline prices that are way outstripping our our income so that, that's a very good point very good you know but but looking back last year I, I said it was an incredible year everything made money and I want to kind of give an idea of how we look look at the market and how we invest I've said this on here a lot a lot of times but you know really earnings don't matter in the short term profit margins don't matter in the short term none of that stuff matters if we're looking out in, at a day-to-day -day basis or a minute-to-minute -minute basis, all that really matters is what people are buying and what people are selling. So that's really the only thing we look at in, in the short term. You know, we're looking at this fear and greed. You know, if people are buying everything out there, they're being greedy. And if they're selling everything and the market's going down, they're being very fearful. And today we can get a great gauge with the tools that we have of what, what we're buying and what we're selling. Not, not us as a company, but as a country, as a world, we, we can see that. And really, if you go back and look at 2018, in the fourth quarter, the, the market dropped 24%. You know, that was an incredible fear fact. You know, everybody just dumped the market at one time. And it was maybe the day after Christmas where the market really turned around and it never slowed down. So we were looking at this and... The fear trade, fear trade, people buying, when, when I'm talking, I'm talking almost all stocks right now, but people were buying into safe stuff, you know, utilities, uh, health care, real estate, things that are almost recession proof that people need every single day. 
and that dominated the entire market even up through the fourth quarter or up through the third quarter uh, these safe investments made more than the market you know if you looked at very low volatility investments they were up 20 percent versus 15 for the market that's incredible gold made almost 20 percent during this time long-term bonds were uh, almost 20 percent you know it was incredible people were scared out of their mind mm. and why you know from an economic perspective things look good uh, the majority of our our economy is driven by the consumer and what everybody has jobs you know we have record low uh, unemployment the middle class their income is growing like crazy it's growing faster than it has over the last four presidential terms but two pres presidents you know things are looking good for the consumer and that's 70 percent of our economy well good stuff here on life planning 101 we need to take our first break and we'll come back with more right after this segment two already life planning 101 jim and aaron kennedy with us this morning and uh, we're talking uh, market news good morning again yes good to be back uh looking back you know all the way through the the end of september you know what was the market doing and fear was what was pushing the market higher and higher you know the the safer you were in stocks the more money you were making and it was it was incredible i don't i mean looking back and no matter what kind of research you do you don't see that a lot you know if stocks are doing out of this world good you know bonds are not doing good we're, we're expecting interest rates to go up for the fed to to slow that down like we were talking about earlier so bonds are usually doing very poor gold is doing very very poor any of the safe havens are dragging behind and that just was not the case and it, it was actually fear pushing up the entire market from quarter one to quarter three you know i think uh we dad likes to tell a story about why why to be invested in stocks and uh what stocks to own for the long term not not as a recommendation but why to hold certain stocks whether it's toothpaste or or gasoline or all the things that you use on a daily basis we're still going to continue and soap is good for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the lesson to our you know the public audience out there is the fact that emotions can be really good but they can be really bad you know and uh i remember back in the 90s and a lot of you out there listening remember this when the market was just it went on for 10 years it didn't look like it was ever going to go down and tech stocks were just going up and up and up and up and i used to do a lot of seminars and uh <clears throat> had had one particular seminar that i mean is right at the end of around 90 98 99 and a gentleman stood up and asked me, he says, what can you make me in the market, you know? And I said, well, we, you know, what we go by is just market averages. And he announced very loudly that if we could make him 20% a year, that they didn't, we weren't needed, you know, by him. He could do it. He could do that good a job by, by himself. And I said, well, you probably don't need me then because a lot of what we do is not just helping people pick investments, but it's also managing your emotions to know what's going to happen because no matter how good things are today, they will go down. The market will go down. And it, it, everything comes back to average. If you look at the 
look at a body of water, you know, you could have the flood, the flood rain coming down, the, the, the lake's going to rise. But when the, rain, when the rain stops, it's going to go back to average. And right. so it's going to come back down. And we just don't know how much it's going to come down and when it's going to come down. So, you know, of anything that we hope people hear is they need professional help as to how to manage their, their risk in that port, their portfolios because this emotion look, is, really drives people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. And you take the price of gas, for instance. People go out and buy a larger car because the price of gas is down. As soon as it goes back up, they find out they can't afford that car because the amount of the, what gas prices are, and you see a big sell-off on large vehicles, and then you be, see them buy, go buy smaller vehicles. You know, when If they had bought the right vehicle to start with, they could have been saving money and be able to afford the vehicle when the price it goes up. And uh, and I think the same thing is with our our incomes, our expenses. You know, when you need money down the road, you want to have money there and, and you gotta have money that's set aside that you that you can spend that doesn't take a loss in the market. And we're sure not telling you to get out of the market, but we're telling you that you need to manage your risk and your emotions to make sure that you have what you need when you need it. And that's what's so important. It absolutely is. You know, we talk about discipline all the time of having your plan, getting your risk right, staying disciplined. You know, last year, 2019, we had this wonderful market, but more people, there was more money being pulled out of bond or out of stocks and going into bonds than almost any time in history. It's one of the top times in history that people exited the stock market. You know, and the S&P, if you invested, reinvested your dividends, you made 31%. Wow. I mean, the the bond market, it made a little bit over eight and a half, which is nothing to, to sneeze, sneeze at. at. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful return. But if emotions got a hold of you and you decided to exit, you missed out on a lot of returns. And what what is it? There's, there's a reason that the average investor makes 2%, and that's because they let their emotions get a hold of them. And they, they, they're looking at what's happening today instead of what's happening tomorrow and the rest of our lives. If we only had one day to trade for our entire lives, maybe that's the way to do it. But most of us don't. You know, we Thanks still got 30, 60, 80 years left of life going. So we, we need to know that. We, we need to know that in the future, things are going to be better and, and more exciting, more technology. We're going to have a better life in the future than we have now. And I think I think people need to remember too that you know when you retire today, and people are retiring a little bit later in life, past sixty five, maybe seventy, or even later. But look at longevity; you're retiring for sometimes as many years as you worked, and so you really got to be careful about how you invest your money. And a lot of people run out there and become very conservative all of a sudden at retirement because they're not earning a paycheck anymore that could be the biggest mistake they've ever made because if you take what the bonds did this year eight percent which is good you have to think how bonds work bonds you buy a one-year to a 30-year bond well when that bond matures it doesn't matter whether it made eight percent this year or not it's going to mature at what the the rate of return that you bought it at so if you bought a bond at three percent and you kept it for your lifetime you didn't make eight percent you made three and so but you have to keep it for it to make that kind of return. And that's the kind of help you have to have to make good decisions about your investing because people look at that 8% return thing. Well, I just put money in bonds. 
just like they look at the 31%, I put just put money in stocks. And it's a very dangerous mode to get into because you can think, well, why, why is my account going down? And the fact is, everything comes back to average. Everything comes back to average. That's that's exactly right. That's why, that that's why you can't let this these emotions of fear and greed just take over, because uh, we see it in the market. We track it on a daily basis. What people are doing, are they getting super greedy? Are they looking at thirty one percent? You know, or are they looking, look, are getting very fear, fearful and looking at bonds? You know, we we track it and we take advantage of it and we make we we take advantage of the people that are messing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's you know, go ahead and take our final break, and we'll come back and uh, wrap this segment up right here on Life Planning One on KTX and KWBY. Final segment already, Life Planning 101. We're talking market news today. Aaron and Jim are with us. Good morning again, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. You know, we, we had a fantastic 2019 and wanted to kind of go look at what to do in the future. Uh, again, you know, we, we can't predict what's going to happen. And, you know, if you look at the stock market as a whole right now, it's a little bit expensive. If you're looking at any kind of price multiples or anything, it's expensive. But, you know, 2019 earnings went down. So even if stock prices would have stayed the same with lower earnings, they'd have got more expensive if you're, if you're trying to value it on earnings. 2020, we're supposed to have good earnings growth. You know, I think consensus out there is over 9%. So if you have 9% earnings growth, as long as stocks don't go up 9%, you know, things should be getting cheaper. And that's good. But that, that's one place that I would, I would be a little bit leery of, just, just the price of the market. But, you know, good earnings growth for 2020, that's what we're anticipating. You still got your dividend on top of that. So it looks like it's going to be a, a decent year in the market. Can't predict what we're going to do, but things are looking like it should be good. But going forward, I have three things to do. You know, we got the three D's of investing, and that is be disciplined. At all times, be disciplined. You know, don't, don't chase things. Whether the market's going up, don't chase it. If the market's going down, don't chase it. You know, and, and stay diversified. Because we are all emotional, behavioral investors. And if you stay diversified, you're going to have something in that portfolio that's working really, really well. And if that's what you have to hang your hat on, you know, to feel good about being investing, that's great. You know, you just don't want everything in, in one type of investing because you want things to be working, something in there to be working at all times. What's the old uh, adage, don't put all your eggs in one basket? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Very, very true. Very you hear true. that all the time, but see, see it the other way all the time. You know, especially we see that a lot with people that have company stock. Right. You know, and that's... Oh, that's so difficult because if it's the company that you're working for, you know, you, you think, well, I have a hand in what this company is going to do and I help build this. And it, it's so hard for them to turn loose of their own company, whether the owners or employees, you know, so we, we see lots of lots of portfolios with the majority of their money in a single stock. And we may talk a little bit about the process that. We, we use in our, our firm because I think this is really important. You have to figure out how much money you, you need 
you know, for your, your income needs. And if you took that and looked at it as a bucket of money, how much do I need to have in that bucket for the next 12 months? So it doesn't matter what the market does, goes up or goes down. I've got my cash money. And then what if what if the market does go down? Well, what happens the next year? Well, you should have a second bucket that says I'm going to have two, three, four, five years worth of money set aside should the market go down. Because if it goes down, let's say that 24% that it did in 18, the end of 18, we don't want to be pulling money out of that because we'd be losing 25% of every dollar we pull out. So our process is we have a second bucket that determines based on a person's emotions, their risk, their discipline, their needs, a lot of different things. You might need a new vehicle. You may need repairs on your house. But you've got a bucket that, that describes where this, what this money is invested in so you can get to it without taking a big hit from the downside of the market. And then your longevity bucket, the third bucket, is money that I'm going to need over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So let's say I'm 65, and now I'm, I expect to live to 85. Do I want money sitting in a money market from now to 85? Do I want money sitting there that's earning 3 or 4%? Or would I like to have money that's earning possibility of what market returns are? Which, again, depends on your risk, but 8 to 10 you know, six to eight, you know, much better long-term returns than taking that money and risking it all. But you've got to have money to live off of. And that's so important. And really, I talk about retirees, but this is important for everyone because we all need to have that emergency bucket. We need to have a long-term bucket and we need to have a cash bucket, which we call a now bucket. What do I need right now? I think that's very important. And again, that falls back to what Aaron was saying about the discipline. we got to stay disciplined with our buckets, and that determines our risk, which determines what portfolios we put the money in. It is in. absolutely so important. You know, that, there's, a, there's a rule of 72 out there that said this is how, how often your count should double. You divide whatever your return is by 72. So if the market makes 10, you know, if, if you have 100,000 in seven years, it should be 200. 14, it should be 400. 21, it should be 800. And 28 years, you should have 1.6 or 1.6 million. So if you look at what the average investor does, is 2%, you know, the average investor doubles their account every 35 years. Mm. So instead of taking your 100,000 and taking it to 1.6, it takes you even longer to go from 100 to 200. Right. And you know why? Because we're investing with our emotions. We get scared, we get fearful, and it's, it's so powerful. And I can stand up here all day and say, average investor two, market 10, and it won't mean nothing. You know, we, we can't even fathom the power of the market. And you can't get that power unless you learn to control your emotions investing or have somebody there to help you control those emotions. It is so important. Got about 60 seconds left. Uh, closing thoughts? Well, I, I got one closing. Funny. You know, maybe uh, think about when I when I was a kid and uh, got my driver's license, I could go to Brownwood over there and buy gas for 18 cents a gallon. So if we didn't invest that money, you know, I would be way underwater and couldn't afford to even own a car, much less buy gas, you know, if I didn't, <laughs> didn't grow that. Because, you know, go back 50 years ago, we needed we need that money to grow so we can continue buying the gas. So, you know, the little things that we don't think much about are turn out to be the big things because that's what gets us from point A to point B. Yes. And so, uh, 
you know. And you would be heart healthy though. You would be walking that <laughs> <everywhere>. road. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, there, there's a payoff there. There's a payoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotta stay positive. Yeah. Gotta be so I think I think that the outcome of that is just you know get help. Don't try to do the job alone because it will come back and uh, haunt you. Well, there's absolutely no one-size-fits-all when it comes to investing. That's exactly right. Everybody's an individual. You know, we all have our trigger points of what's good and bad. You just need some help to figure out what those are. All right, gentlemen, always a pleasure here on right, Life Planning thank 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.